Hey, hey, fire starters. Welcome back to another episode of the females on fire podcast. I am going to do something a little bit different today. I actually don't know how different it really is, but it's different for me. That's for sure. I'm going to go solo and I want to talk about something that I know we hear about a lot, but I want to share a little bit of a different perspective with you and it's failure. I want to talk about failure, but I want to share with you some nitty gritty lessons that I've learned about failure along the way and actually share with you a little tiny snippet that I wrote in my book the other day. If you didn't know I was writing a book, I'm writing a book. It's been a very slow process, but I wrote this little snippet the other day that inspired this whole episode. So I'm going to share it and I'm excited to share it with you. So I've never shared anything from the book before. And so this will be a first, it'll be a little bit different, but I think starting off, you know, this new year different is what we maybe need. So I'm excited to dive in with you. Let's talk about failure. Hey there, gorgeous, and welcome to the Females on Fire podcast, the place to be if you're an audacious, dreaming woman ready to ignite your influence, burn your limitations, and spark your success. I'm your host, motivational speaker, marketing coach, and Dr. Pepper lover, Haley Luckadoo, and together with the most incredible women I can find, we're going to bring you the best business and personal growth advice to help you create a profitable biz and step into the highest version of yourself. So welcome to the club fire starter. Now let's start turning that spark of an idea into a wildfire of success. Hey, want to know a secret? We've got a good one for you. Females on fire is going live and in person with our first ever females on fire conference. And we want you to join us. Come join us in Dallas, Texas. August 10th through the 12th of 2023 for our first ever conference that is going to take your business and your personal growth to the next level. This is not your mama's business conference and we want you there. We're going to bring together 300 women in a room that is going to feel like the fun and friendship and high vibe energy of your slumber party days, but we're going to do it with the business tips, the marketing strategies, the action steps, and all of the tools you need to step into your higher self. We're going to bring together the best speakers in the industry, tons of fun surprises. And of course, we couldn't have a conference without a dance party. Like I said, not your mama's business conference, a full day of business, a full day of personal growth, learning from the best mentors and meeting all the right people to grow your network and help you step into that higher version of yourself and higher version of your business that you've maybe been dreaming of for a while. That is what the females on fire conference is all about. And we wanted to make it affordable and easy and just a simple yes for you. So come join us. Tickets are on sale right now. They are the early bird pricing that you will never see again. And with tons of fun bonuses that you're going to want to grab. So head over to femalesonfireconference.com. 
And join us in Dallas next August for the conference that I guarantee is going to change your business and change your life. Okay. So like I said, let's talk a little bit about failure. I know that this is, this tends to be a topic that comes up a lot, especially in the like personal development space and, um, the motivational space, but just in the business space in general too, this comes up a lot. And I know we often hear things like, oh, well, you need to fail and oh, like, you know, fail forward and things like that. Um, and that's great, but like, let's be honest, nobody likes to fail. Even if you know that it's part of the process, it still sucks. (laughs) Like, let's be honest. Nobody likes that. Like, can we all just like talk about that for a second? Nobody likes it. You're never really going to like it, but I do believe that you have to get comfortable enough with the idea that you could fail to be able to push yourself forward. And I'm sure if you're listening to this, you've already experienced failure in your life, right? Like it's not new to any of us. Um, some of us have more than others and that's okay, but it's, it's not a new thing for most of us, but maybe you haven't had some crazy, huge life altering public failure. And to that, I say kudos to you. You clearly have it all together, but I almost think those are the experiences that really, really do at the end of the day, make or break you. And so I want to just share a little bit about my own experience with failure and what I've learned through that process. And, um, as I kind of mentioned in the intro, this all got inspired by, um, just two tiny little paragraphs that I wrote into my book. So if you don't know, (laughs) I have been, I'm using, I'm using air quotes when I say this, writing a book for the past couple of years. And yes, I said years, not months. I know that sounds insane and it should never take that long to write a book. However, I started writing really not so much with the intention of writing a book and very quickly realized I was going to write a book. And, um, it became a process where I would write like a paragraph of something that inspired me, or I'd tell a story or something like that. And I would write it down. And then I would go months without writing anything else. And this went on for a while until I decided to get serious about it and say, okay, I'm really going to write a book. And I wrote out a very good portion of it. I was starting to get frustrated that I had not written enough. And then somebody told me that you actually don't have to write the whole book before you try to get a publisher because I really wanted to do traditional publishing. I really want to go that route. I have nothing against self-publishing. I think it's amazing, but I have envisioned since I was a little girl, um, being an officially like published author and actually like going to New York city to the publishing house that published my book and, and seeing my book on shelves and 
and just doing all of these things. I've envisioned that. And, um, I actually, my husband, Luke took me on a trip to New York a couple of years ago, where he actually took me around to like the big five publishing houses. And we took pictures of me out in front of all of them with the idea that one day when one of them publishes me, I will share that picture with you all. So it's just a dream. I can't explain it. It's just a dream. We all have those, right? It's just a thing that you want. You may not even be able to put words to it, but you know that it's a dream in your heart that you can't ignore. That's how I feel about writing a book. And so I started putting together a book proposal and getting ready to reach out to potential agents and trying to get that process together. And just a lot of things kept coming up and pushing that book to the back burner. So that is a project that has been insanely slow, but that I'm excited to kind of start getting back into this year. And I wrote something that I thought was beautiful. (laughs) I, you know, hesitate to say that because it's like, uh, is anybody else going to like it? But I thought it was beautiful and it inspired sort of an entire revelation about failure that I really wanted to share with you. And I could have made this a fire Fridays episode, but I actually thought that it was too important. I also thought that I would probably talk too long and it would be a little long for a fire Friday episode. So I decided to do it as a wildfire Wednesday and that is okay. But I wanted to share these thoughts with you. And then at the end of this, I'm going to share that little snippet from the book, which is something I have never done before. I literally, my husband, my dad, um, maybe my best friend has read a paragraph here, a paragraph there or something, but I've never shared any of it publicly. So, um, be kind (laughs) is what I'm trying to say, but I want to share with you first. Um, if you don't know, my story. I'm not going to get into like the whole detailed, uh, crazy version of it because it's kind of long, but I do want to kind of share how I got my start because my start in business was not, um, obviously I, I never, I never thought that I would be an entrepreneur and I know a lot of entrepreneurs feel that way. Um, but what I've noticed is a lot of entrepreneurs who feel like they would have never been entrepreneurs. They actually, they had a corporate job and they ended up leaving that corporate job, which is amazing. So super awesome. Like kudos to anybody that gets up the guts to do that. That's incredible. Um, but that wasn't my story. And I actually, uh, went to college (laughs) and I was fortunate enough to go to college. Um, but I was there on financial aid and I was getting ready to go into my senior year and I was just finishing up my junior year of college. And I was that person that very much was multi-passionate even then. Um, I've always been a very multi-passionate person. I was very multi-passionate child, but in college, you know, everybody's always um, kind of getting on you about like deciding a major and deciding what you want your career to be. And you're basically, you're 18, 19 years old and you're staring down the rest of your life and somebody's telling you, Hey, we know, like, you don't even know how to do this whole adulting thing yet. 
but you need to choose what you're going to do for the rest of your life. And that's, that's somewhat terrifying for a lot of people, which is why a lot of people have undecided majors for so long. And they try lots of different things because they can't figure out what they want to do. I actually had somewhat of the opposite problem. The idea that I could be in college and take classes on literally anything and learn about literally anything and just dabble in so many different things um, was really exciting to me. So I took a lot of languages that I, to this day, cannot speak. And I took a lot of um, physics classes because I was very into astronomy and thought I wanted to work for NASA someday. And I'm still into astronomy and I love that. And maybe that dream's not totally off the table yet, but I don't think NASA is going to be hiring me anytime soon. Um, I took chemistry classes because I just was fascinated by it. I loved it. I took dance classes because I grew up in dance and I absolutely love doing that. Um, I was fascinated by psychology. So I took a lot of those courses. Um, just a lot of different things. I, I did some, some business courses, some finance courses, some, um, athletic training courses. I did a lot of different things. And every time I would get really into something, I wanted that to be my new major, but I didn't want to give up my old majors. I wanted to like, you know, triple major, triple minor, like do all the things and really believed I'll find a way to blend all these passions and make a career. And obviously we know that's not super sustainable, but it was where I was at. And I did that for several years. I had finally settled on criminal justice. And I actually, um, I I was fascinated by psychology, but I got fascinated by criminal justice as well. And, um, wanted to go to law school, which looking back, I'm like, wow, I don't know would I have done that. I feel like I, I may have made it, but, um, it's just wild. Cause I can't see myself in a suit every day, but I wanted to go to law school, become an attorney and, um, with the intention that eventually I wanted to potentially work for a nonprofit working with, um, domestic violence and assault victims. That was a huge passion of mine that I I got to do um, a little bit of an internship working with women who had been in those situations. And it uh, broke my heart, but also just lit me on fire to change the world and to do something and um, to be in that space and, and help, help people any way that I could. And so I had settled on criminal justice and, um, finished up my junior year and had actually gotten engaged to my high school boyfriend that we had, you know, gone from high school sweethearts to college sweethearts. And now we were engaged and our wedding was going to be in June, right before senior year. So at this point it's May, I just finished up my junior year. I am getting married in a month. I'm finally settled on my major. I know what I want to do with my life. I've got one more year of school to go. You know, I'm about to get married and he and I are going to get a cute little apartment together. And so my lease with my roommate runs out in right at the end of June, the timing was impeccable to line up with the wedding, like all the things, everything was falling into place. And there's something so beautiful and so poetic and also so absolutely disturbing about that moment where you think everything is falling into place 
and life is just amazing and grand and whatever. And then it all comes crashing down. (laughs) And I, if, if you ever hear me, uh, interview on, on somebody else's show or anything like that, you'll hear me talk about this as my rock bottom moment, but I literally, um, had the engagement called off. Um, he decided it was not the direction he wanted his life to go. And he called it off and thank heavens he did, because looking back, I'm like, wow, that was not the best relationship. And, you know, hindsight is 2020. And I won't get into this today because it's a long story, but that's how I ended up with my current husband, who is the love of my life and my best friend. And, um, just absolutely is, you know, my better half. I mean, really just is my opposite in all the best ways. And, um, just knows how to steal my heart. I mean, he's incredible an incredible human. Um, but had the wedding called off, um, I was young and dumb. So I had opened credit cards and put most of the things for the wedding on those. And so, um, that was a lot to take in. Now I, my lease is running up with my roommate and I have nowhere to go because I was supposed to be moving in with my soon to be husband. And then I got a letter from my school And, um, I was on financial aid, as I mentioned, and my, this letter said that my financial aid had actually been cut. So there was a lot of parts of my financial aid that I was no longer going to receive. And I needed to be able to come up with all of this money to attend my senior year money that I did not have and could not get and, um, couldn't qualify for any other way. So I ended up literally in a week's time, um, becoming a college dropout and having a wedding called off. And, you know, like I said, it just, it messed up, it snowballed and messed up so many other things. Like the fact that I now had nowhere to live in a month and, um, wasn't going to have a job that I could stick with. And all of that ultimately ended up leading me to sit down and say, okay, what, do I do now? Because I, I, I feel like I have a lot of skills, but what can I actually make money off of? And the only thing, (laughs) look, I still laugh thinking about it all these years later. Um, the only thing that I felt like I could potentially do is, um, I had a lot of friends getting married. I had just planned my own wedding. I was very hyper-organized and I thought I could plan their weddings for enough money to, um, get an apartment and keep the lights on and, um, you know, put food in my fridge and, uh, figure out what I'm going to do next. And it ended up jumping way forward here, but it ended up turning into a wedding, a really successful wedding planning company that I ran for five years. And through that led me to fall in love with marketing and social media and online business and all of these things and open a second company that, um, transitioned into a little bit of what I do today in the coaching space. And all of that led me to start a podcast because entrepreneurship is lonely. And the podcast led me to, um, just fall in love with getting to motivate other people, other entrepreneurs, other women, uh, and led me to speaking. And that all led me to this book and led me to be sitting here talking with you today. So it's amazing how, at the time, you know, sitting on my mom's couch for three days, just bawling my eyes out and thinking my entire life 
had gone from everything I ever wanted to a dumpster fire in like 2.7 seconds. It was, it's nuts to think about how then I had no idea what I was being set up for. And those were huge failures. And I've had many, 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 many others. I can't say many enough um, in business and business hasn't always been this like crazy smooth ride. And I haven't always just like had really easy success with things or like anything like that. So I'm not glazing over all of those failures um, because I had plenty and I could sit here all day and tell you all about them. But in all of that and in getting my start out of a rock bottom moment that was just a lot of failures for me. And I I had a lot of shame around becoming a college dropout. And um, even after I accepted it and I started my business and everything was going well, just going to networking events and introducing myself. And um, I would say something about the college I went to or something and people would be like, oh, where'd you graduate from? And I was like, I didn't. And I, I just had so much shame around that, that I had to heal from. And the idea that, you know, that wedding being called off was something about me and it was, it was personal, you know, and it was something about me and that I wasn't a good person or wouldn't make a good wife or, um, whatever. It was a lot to take in and a lot to heal from. And I didn't know then that those things that I thought were the biggest failures of my life, the things that I thought I just held so much shame around were the things that were setting me up for all of my greatest successes and the things in my life that make me the absolute happiest, um, and, and really put me at my best. And now having experienced all of that, knowing what I know, having been through, um, you know, those really traumatic failures in the beginning and, and then so many other failures since then, I can now look at that. I have the gift of looking at this and looking at failure as the thing that will make or break you and looking at it as if I don't move forward, if I let the fear of failure, the fear of it not being perfect, the fear of not doing a good enough job or of having to fail publicly. If I let that fear stop me from moving forward, I will stay stuck. I will stay in this life that I think is comfortable, but really will only lead to regret down the road because I didn't do the things that were on my heart to do. And what a gift to be able to look at failure in that way before it happens and be so comfortable with the idea that I could fail, that anything could flop at any time and that the world will be there to see it. Um, and that's not to say that I like failure. Like I said, in the beginning, failure sucks. Nobody wants to do that. Do I want to be publicly embarrassed? when a launch totally flops. No, I do not. I would prefer to never have that happen again. I think we can all agree on that. But I know now that the fear of a failed launch, the fear of um, totally losing my train of thought on stage, the fear of saying um too much in a podcast because I 
lose my train of thought and, and don't know where I was going next. The fear of um, meeting somebody new and saying something stupid, the fear of, you know, my Instagram reels looking like a joke, I mean, whatever it is, whatever your fear is, all of those fears, they're not enough to keep me from doing the thing because worst case scenario is that I do the thing and I fail and it sets me up for something better. And so I really think that we get so afraid of failing and especially in business and in, in being in the online business space where we're constantly showing up on social media and, and having to kind of build a little bit of a personal brand in addition to our business and, um, trying to be authentic and vulnerable and show our audience those things. Um, that fear, fear of failure comes up so much more because it is so public and there can be so much shame around it. And it's that fear and, and being so afraid of failing that causes us to keep ourselves stuck. And, you know, we hear a lot about comfort zones, but I think sometimes it's not even about staying in the comfort zone. It's just the fact that we're so terrified of not knowing what the next step looks like and not knowing if we'll fall flat on our face in front of everyone. And we don't want that embarrassment. We don't want that humiliation. So we keep ourselves stuck and we try to convince ourselves that the comfort that we've come to know and the complacency that we have come to sit in, in this current, you know, area of our, this current state of our lives, this current um, season of our lives is what we always wanted. And it's good enough. And in reality, it's just a stepping stone on the way to what we always wanted. And it's not good enough. And obviously I'm not telling you to not be happy with where you're at. You absolutely should be and be proud of what you've accomplished, but let's face it. You and I both know you've got bigger dreams. You've got other things you want to achieve. You're not done yet. And I think we very often try to convince ourselves that we're just happy where we're at and you might be, but it's not all that you wanted. So stop trying to convince yourself that this was the end game for you. This was the finish line just because you're so terrified to keep running the race, to keep moving forward, to keep, you know, going forward and risking failure again and again and again. And so I, I think, I really believe that failure is actually the foundation of everything you want to do. And I know that sounds nuts. I know you're like, failure cannot be the foundation that I build my life on and that I build my business on, but I actually think it is. And I think that's kind of beautiful. Um, at the end of the day, it doesn't actually matter what you build. It matters what you build on. And, you know, just think about the fact that you can, you can build anything, but if you don't have a foundation that can support the thing you're trying to build, then it's going to crumble at the first sign of resistance. And I mean, honestly, just thinking about the fact that like you could build a business in a matter of hours, but if you don't actually learn the functions of 
running a business, making money, getting customers, building an audience, like growing your sales, then that business is going to flop and it's going to probably flop like pretty quickly. And I mean, you could decide that you wanted to change your career and become a doctor, right? But if you walk into a hospital and you start like treating patients without a degree and some level of experience, they're probably going to haul you out in handcuffs and it's not going to end well for you at all. Right. And sometimes your foundation, it can come in the form of education, of experience, of finances, of mentorship, of, um, even luck a little bit, just, just somewhat getting lucky and, and seizing opportunity when it shows up. But sometimes, oftentimes, I think some of that foundation comes from lessons learned the hard way and painful failures and heartbreaking setbacks and those moments where you didn't think you were going to make it. You didn't think this thing was for you. You didn't think you were cut out for this. But when it comes down to it, the amount of success that you'll have in life, in business, in anything is directly correlated to the amount of times that you are willing to stand back up. And that's why I really believe that parts of your foundation to build on, parts of your foundation that you're going to create your life around, that you're going to build your business on, they do center around those failures because they center around you being so willing to stand back up in the face of failure, in the face of adversity and say, no, I know that I'm cut out for this. I know that I can keep moving forward. I know that I can do this. Even if I can't see the end game just yet, even if I don't have any clue how to take the next step, I know that I can do this. And that's just a really cool thing to live a life and build a business where you're constantly challenging yourself to push forward out of the comfort zone that you've currently built for yourself. And the only way to do that is to stare failure down in the face and say, I'm not afraid of you, right? I can not want to fail and move forward knowing I might fail, but not fear failure. And that's a really, really cool thing, right? And that's the the point that I want you to get to is that you accept that failure is a possibility. You're um, prepared for the idea that you might fail and that reality that it may not go your way the first time. And you're willing to push yourself to the point of potentially failing, even though you obviously don't want to, but you're not afraid to fail because fear is the thing that keeps you stuck, right? Fear is the thing that, that initiates your, your fight or flight response. And in this particular case, most people choose flight or, you know, if you're like me, fight or flight is not it. And you're, you, you freeze. <laughs> so you very easily could choose flight or choose to freeze in these moments because of fear. And that's, that's not the answer. Staying in your comfort zone, staying stuck where you are is not the answer. And you may love your life and you may have built 
something really incredible and be super proud of everything that you've accomplished and everything that you've done and be making great money and, and, you know, doing great things and really impacting the world in a beautiful way. You might be doing all of that and have, you know, all of the things that several years ago were everything that you ever wanted, but it's still stuck. You're still stuck if you don't keep moving forward because there's always a better version of you, a happier version of you, a a bigger, more impactful version of you and your business that you could be reaching for. And you should never get complacent with the comfort zone that you've currently built for yourself. And again, 100% be happy with where you're at, be proud of who you are and what you've accomplished and learn to enjoy the day that you're living in because we're not promised tomorrow. We're not promised the time to risk another, another failure and try for another thing and try to step into that next version of ourselves. We're not promised that, but don't get so complacent in the happiness in the life that you've built in, you know, the goals that you've already checked off that you're not willing to move forward. So this year, I want this to be about getting out of your comfort zone. I want this to be about staring failure down and, and not being afraid and not being afraid to take some of those risks that you weren't willing to take before and not getting complacent and, and too comfortable in your current state, your current season, and instead constantly pushing the boundary of where you're going to go next and where you want to go and where you see yourself going. Okay. Can we all agree to do that for me? Can you promise me that? So I want to share the paragraph, the two paragraphs or so that I wrote in the book that inspired this whole episode, inspired, you know, this entire conversation around failure. Um, (laughs) I would say, I'd love to hear what you think. So message me, you know, DM me, whatever, and, and let me know. But I am not sure I have written enough of this book to be fully prepared to hear people's thoughts on it yet. So if you don't love it, that's okay, but maybe just keep it to yourself because I don't know if I'm ready for it. Um, but this is the, this is what I wrote in the book that inspired the whole thing and made me really start to think of how I do look at failure and how I view it now versus how it felt when I got my start. So this is my little snippet from the book that I'm writing. The truth is that it's in the difficulty, in the reckoning between who you've been and who you can become, that you truly find out who you are, what you're made of, and that you're almost always stronger than you think. I'm not here to tell you that you can't be broken because I have been shattered to my core a time or two but sometimes the thing that breaks you is also the thing that makes you. Sometimes that moment you thought would never end, the thing you thought you could never get past, it's what gives you the foundation that you build your next chapter on. Brokenness is not something to be feared, 
discussed in hushed tones or pitied. It's the attribute that shows how something tried to stop you, but you stood back up, kept going and decided to be stronger for it. In the metamorphosis of becoming who we're meant to be, we're all too often afraid to leave who we are for the next chapter. We fear failure, regret, embarrassment, loss, and hurt. So we shield ourselves from the possibility of a better outcome. We tell ourselves that we're happy with where we are and fail to acknowledge the idea that we haven't yet reached our happiest days. So that is my little snippet from the book that inspired the whole thing. And I really love that last line that we tell ourselves that we're happy with where we are, but we fail to acknowledge the idea that we haven't yet reached our happiest days. And I'm here to tell you that even if your life has been amazing and you've had some really blissful moments, your happiest days might still be ahead of you. The things that will light you up and set your soul on fire and just make your heart so happy and make you want to shout from the rooftops how wonderful life is, those days, those moments, they may still be ahead of you. And if you allow yourself to be so afraid of failing, so afraid of, of the embarrassment, the humiliation that you will not step foot outside your comfort zone, that you will not push that boundary of what you're capable of and what you can do and what you're willing to do, then you may actually be denying yourself those beautiful, incredible, wonderful moments that could be in your future. So if that doesn't motivate you, I don't know what will, because I want those days. I want those moments of pure bliss from knowing that I risked it all, that I did what I had to do, that I stepped up to the plate when failure came knocking and challenged myself to keep pushing, even when I wasn't sure if I'd make it. I want that. And I want that for you, but you have to want it for yourself. So as you start going through this year, as you start, um, or as you continue to build a business and to create this life that is exactly what you've always dreamed of. I want you to push the boundary and I want you to continue to push the boundary, laugh in the face of failure, try anyway, fail big, fail hard and get back up and keep going every single time. Because if you do, nothing can stop you. And you will get those really happy, incredible moments and days. And you'll get to look back knowing that you did it and knowing that those failures set you up for something better. So that's my episode for today. Go fail big. Join me again on Friday for a fire Friday episode, but I hope this helped you. 
I hope that you're already prepared to just fail big this year. When you do, I'd love to hear about it. If you don't tell anybody else, come tell me, tell me how you failed. Tell me how you did it with no regrets and then come back and tell me how it set you up for something better because it will. All right, fire starters. I will see you on the next episode. Have a great week. And that's a wrap. Head over to femalesonfirepodcast.com to check out this episode's show notes, find fun bonuses, or grab your Females on Fire merch. If you loved this episode, make sure you hit subscribe, leave us a review, and then share your favorite takeaway on Instagram and tag us at Females on Fire so we can repost you. Want more? Join us in the Firestarter Club, a monthly membership focused on helping you grow your business and your network. And tune back in every Wednesday and Friday for brand new episodes to keep you fired up for those big dreams.